It is Locked On Jazz for the 1st of December. Phoenix and Golden State set the gold standard on what it's going to take to win the West. We break that down. Getting Joe Ingles going, just playing with Rudy Gobert. But how do we do that? It's the same rule for everyone. And finally, it's a power rankings day. We'll look across the NBA at what's coming. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider, This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan each and every day. Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, so feel free to push that button over here, push that button over here on YouTube and subscribe or on all other platforms. Please do so as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. It's Truebill. Well, last night was awesome. I haven't got a chance to do that in a long time without a game to prepare for. Just sit on the couch, sit on the man chair over here to my right and uh watch an NBA game. You know, usually I'm watching out of a corner of my eye. Ron Boone and I are watching on the plane, uh, prepping for a game. Last night, really got to dive in and watch. And you know what? Phoenix and Golden State were great. And if, you know, if you were a Jazz fan who was looking for a route to the NBA Finals that's going to be easy, unencumbered, and without challenge... Sorry, that's not happening. Like, that's the takeaway last night. And that shouldn't be, like, a big stunner. You're trying to get to the championship and win a title. Those two teams looked great. They just absolutely looked outstanding last night. Um, It was a great game. The thing that jumped out to me, and we'll talk about individual performance more than anything else, was the overall speed and pace that ev- that that game was played at. What, what, what jumped out to me more than anything else was just how fast everything happened. And I don't mean necessarily that they were in a fast break at all times or that they were coming at you in a uh, quick tempo of like, you know, they ran on you. It was how quickly they got into things, how fast they moved from one to another inside of a possession on both the offensive and defensive side. It's pure athleticism. It doesn't feel to me watching us that we do that. Now, that could simply be, I know our stuff so well. I watch us all the time. We have Rudy, so we play a much different style once we're into the half court. Um, but to me, that that was a noticeable difference between Phoenix, Golden State, and Utah. 
was the speed by which they are playing. Maybe the overall athleticism um, is, is really the same thing. And we're not a particularly athletic group. When you, when you look at us, you know, our best athlete is Jordan. Rudy or Don are probably our next best, best athlete. And then I, I don't know who goes next. Maybe Royce. Um, you know, it's not, we're not a particularly athletic group. And, you know, frankly, I say this a lot about Royce. If Royce was that great an athlete, he would have been drafted. Right. You don't have six, four, six, five guys with Royce's makeup that don't get drafted if they're elite athletically. Um, so that was the first thing, just the speed by which they did things. Now, I don't know that that actually parlayed into fast break points or much of anything else. In fact, I thought the speed might have been most obvious on the defensive side of the ball in the ability to move things. It's what I think caused you know, 24% of Golden State's uh, possessions to be turnovers last night. Uh, The other one was that neither team got to the rim at all. There were only 25 shots in the entire game taken at the rim. So Golden State, for all the talk of Shaq and Charles and all that stuff about how Golden State, you know, just too small, too small, too small. They only allowed 11 shots at the rim all night. And they are able to still... Rim shots are dictated by defense, and they they were able to take one. Now, Phoenix takes 37 short mid-rangers, takes 46 mid-range shots last night, and they make 50% of them, which is what Phoenix does. We probably, guys like me, should probably be less surprised uh, than we ought to. The other one is just in general toward the amount of transition last night was, was pretty high. So to my speed comment, they played about, both teams played the same. They played about 17% of their possessions in transition. That, that's, that's a big number. So both teams against really, really good teams were able to get out and run and play with that kind of tempo. The league average of percent of possessions in transition is about 15.5. The league average of possessions that were in the half court is 80%. And both the teams were at about 76 last night. So there was, yes, certainly some just overall transition. So that jumped out to me. Uh, The other one is Mikel Bridges. Like that was a defensive player of the year. Uh, Rudy's going to have a hard time catching him after that performance. Like that's, that's one of those that creates the narrative. Everyone sees it and they'll start talking. They'll talk about that for the rest of the year. Defensive player of the year performance. What's interesting is how good DeAndre Ayton was too. If you go back and watch the film, Aiton is the one who ends up being the closest defender to Curry on almost most of those plays and really bothers him. The, the, when people talk about Phoenix, they talk about Devin Booker and they talk about Chris Paul and Mikel Bridges and DeAndre Ayton are why they're great. DeAndre Ayton has emerged into the number one pick that he was supposed to be both on both ends of the floor. He's really good. Um, you know, I think you probably still should have taken Luca, but... DeAndre Ayton's really good. Uh, and we and what you saw last night is when Booker leaves with a hamstring, that Phoenix has the depth to be able to get you still without Devin Booker. Wildly impressive. Um, and DeAndre Ayton is probably the center that can match Rudy Gobert at the same game. He's a superior, probably skilled-wise. He's not as long, but he... I thought he had a huge impact on last night's game defensively. Everyone's going to talk about Mikel Bridges and Mikel Bridges work 
last night where he only takes four shots in 41 minutes, isn't completely committed to taking out Steph Curry. And Curry has a minus 17, and Curry goes four of 21. When you go back and watch it, Bridges' work is done before Curry gets the ball. Once Curry gets the ball, comes off a pick, gets a little free, they drive him to where they wanted with the ball. They, they were dictating where Curry went with the ball. It was Eaton that was the one who was then the closest defender most of the time, and that size and length really mattered. Um, Phoenix is really good. And by the way, just to kind of back that up, when we did the points game predictions at the beginning of the year, if you recall, Phoenix was way better than anyone else. So when we did points gain to start the year, I had Phoenix on a on a pretty much on a different level than anyone else in the league. Um, few other notes. Um, Rudy obviously would change some of this um, because Rudy just changes everything. And so it is hard to watch these teams try to evaluate how they would play against the Jazz when Rudy would be on the floor. Like, Draymond Green in the middle of the floor conducting, which is Golden State's kind of primary set, which they get into, is pretty awesome. But Rudy alters the, all the angles on that. Um, Aiton just down low. That's probably not in their game plan. They end up having to play a little bit more straight pick and roll, which allows us to play into that. Uh, both teams went small. And from a Jazz standpoint, this is where you know, we're not going to take – let's not get silly here and think we're taking Rudy Gobert off the floor. But – at one point, Golden State had Bielitz as the center, Toscana Anderson, Gary Payton Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and Jordan Poole on the floor in the middle part of the game. It's actually where we would regularly have Rudy and our bench unit on. Um, they then pulled Jordan Poole for Steph Curry with that same lineup. I mean, they're playing basically Draymond and Kayvon Looney to start, and you could probably have Rudy guard Kayvon Looney. And then when they pull Kayvon Looney and Draymond together, they go pure small. They went Bielitsa, Anderson, Porter, Curry. That's their middle. That's an in middle of the game lineup. And that's where we like to have Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson, Rudy Gay, and Rudy Gobert on the floor. I, I think we would have to stay with that. It's what we do best. Um, but it is interesting that they go small. The goal, uh, Phoenix with Aiton and then JaVel McGee has been a nice pickup for them and they have the points gained where everyone's positive, they opened the fourth quarter playing a lineup that was Jay Crowder as their center. In that same time period, Jay Crowder, Chris Paul, Mikel Bridges, Landry Shamit, Cameron Johnson. Again, it, Rudy would have to be able to abuse Jay Crowder or Nima Bielitsa at the rim, or else we would have to probably go to the Rudy Gay, Eric Paschal as the five at that point. Um. And that's really interesting. They both did that. They opened the fourth quarter with Jay Crowder and Nima Bielitsa as the centers in that game. Uh, side note, probably not important. Can Trent Forrest be Gary Payton the second and dominate the way he does defensively for moments at a time? Um, both of them don't shoot very well. Um, and uh, the Suns' isolation defense is incredible. Uh, when they go to switch one through five, Every single one of their guys can defend well enough one-on-one. -on -one. It's not a problem. There's not – it struck me last night watching Phoenix. There's no one to go hunt, right? I mean, maybe it's Bielitsa, but he's pretty long. Excuse me. Uh, maybe it's um, Cameron Johnson, but he's pretty long, and he's pretty good. Bielitsa plays for the Warriors, I'm aware. 
But I'm not hunting Crowder. I'm not hunting Booker. I'm not hunting Eaton. I'm not hunting Chris Paul. I'm not hunting Bridges. Landry Shamit's not a great athlete, but I thought he looked really good last night in isolation. Um, I'm not hunting Cameron Payne, maybe. JaVel McGee, eh. like there's no one to hunt. That's got to be the best. I haven't looked at the stats. That's got to be the best isolation defensive team in the league. So anyway, those are my quick thoughts on that one. I think that was, you know, that was the gold standard set last night. Those two teams looked fabulous. And now we will have to try to match that. And that's the standard. And as I said, to start the show, if you wanted a route to the NBA finals, it was going to be easy, unencumbered and uninteresting. Then that was disappointing to watch because both those teams were great last night. Um, but I think that's, you know, we talked about yesterday. I think that's the route, right? The, the advantage of being the one seed is you're only going to have to face one of them. Um, if you're the two or three seed, you're going to get Dallas probably in the second round. Um, maybe the Lakers or the Clippers by that point. Um, but I think, you know, there, there's a huge gap right now in the West between Phoenix, Golden State, and Utah and the rest of the West. And so the, the big advantage being the one seed, which Phoenix having won 17 straight is in a pretty good position to go get again. Um, is that you don't have to play the Warriors and the Jazz or the Warriors and Phoenix or, you know, whatever it is. And you get that net other game against Dallas, the Clippers, maybe the Lakers, Timberwolves, probably something um, of that, of that adage. Now, if the Lakers get it together, which I just don't, I don't actually expect, um, then obviously being the one seed wouldn't be as great because you get them as the four, unless the Lakers never get to five. Um four or five. And then if you're the two or three, you're going to end up having to go through the Lakers. You know, I don't want the Lakers in the first round. Maybe you do, but you know, Lakers, Golden State, Phoenix is your route. That just became very real. And uh, so, and, and frankly, if you're the one seed, you could end up with the Lakers out of a playing game. If you're not careful, it's, it's too hard to dictate. Uh, today's show is brought to you by uh, what day is it? Wednesday. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Intercap. Steve Carter and the group do amazing work. Steve is our own personal loan officer at Intercap. And the reviews that we keep getting from locked on uh, listeners who use Steve Carter is refreshing. Uh, and frankly, I'll admit a little rewarding. Also, I, I, I just love that we have this connection to this guy who's, who's just so remarkable. Um, he's just, you know, one of the, the guys out there that does amazing, amazing work. Um, you know, I, uh, I've gotten the various times where I've introduced, you know, time and time and time again, we're introducing lockdown listeners multiple a week to Steve Carter and multiple times a week, uh, the reviews come back and they're the same thing that this guy was hyper responsive. He was absolutely the best to deal with. Let me go to Joel Hiller says, I can't think of any other business I've dealt with. There's been so response. Steve immediately got back to me with some numbers to start looking at. When we decided to move forward, it was painless than I've ever expected. Uh, we ended up saving a significant amount of monthly payments. The whole process only took about three weeks. Uh, he lives outside of Utah. They sent a notary to my house for final paperwork so I didn't have to travel anywhere. I'd highly recommend him to Steve and the guys at Intercap. Kirk Hubbard, working with uh, Mr. Carter was by far the easiest activity I've had with respect to my home. We start to finish. It was three weeks with my refi. All the thought, all through the process, I kept advising the status and accurate expectations were provided on a frequent basis. At all times, I knew where I was and what to expect. I highly recommend Intercap Lending, specifically Steve Carter. I felt the moment he was engaged, my interests were in very capable hands. That's the greatness of our friend Steve Carter over Intercap Lending. 
It's an absolute pleasure to recommend him to you. Make sure that when you reach out to Steve that you do use, uh, tell him you're with Locked On Jazz, or you can email me first at dlock09 and we'll get you to him because we have a Locked On corporate discount uh, for you. His direct line is 385-800-8528. That's 385-800-8528. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Truebill. Truebill does amazing work for you. They are the app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying your subscriptions you don't need and even negotiate better deals on those that keep. By the way, um, I believe that Built Bar still has chocolate brownie crunch, right? They have white chocolate cheesecake right now. Everyone's excited about this. And these puffs are wild. They're they're really good and it's it's stunning. But coconut brownie chunk is still there. I had one yesterday. They're just the best. Like, I really like the new uh, Ruby chocolate. I think it's gone now. Puff. Um, I, I find these puffs, like, stunningly good. Like, really, strangely, stunningly good. But there's nothing like the coconut brownie chunk. There just really is nothing like it. So go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off. Caramel Almond Delight is now out as well. Can't tell you. I'm allergic to nuts. Haven't tried it. But it's a built bar, so it's got some things. It's great taste. It's 150 calories. It's massive amounts of protein without all the other junk around it. 2.5 fat grams, four net carbs, four grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. It's Built Bark. Go get it at built.com, promo code LOCKED15. So Joe Ingles got going the other night. And we want to know how to get Joe going. And... um. So the fact is that the key to all this is you play with Rudy. And if you kind of dig into the numbers here, this has been a reoccurring theme. If we go back to a few years ago, what the Jazz really did to solve Mike Conley's issues, where they just played him with Rudy. And now Mike Conley plays almost every minute of every game with Rudy Gobert. In fact, Mike Conley is averaging 28 minutes a night. He plays 26.8 minutes with Rudy. Plays 100% of his minutes with Rudy. And Rudy, if you go back to Mike Conley in the 1920 year, when everyone, like Mike struggling, Mike struggling, in the minutes when Mike Conley played with Rudy Gobert, he shot 43% from the field and 43% from three. When he was on the floor his first year, the year of all the struggles, excuse me, he was pretty good. 22 minutes with Rudy on the floor. He averaged 11 points a game. His plus minus was plus two. He was good. In the minutes when he played without Rudy, he shot 36% from the field and 22% from three. So our coaching staff, super smart. So what did they do? They then matched him. Last year, he played 27 minutes a night with Rudy and two without. And what happened? In the minutes with Rudy, Mike Conley shot 45% from the floor, 42% from three, he scored 15 points in 27 minutes, kind of the same rate. And in his two minutes without Rudy, he shot 37% from the floor and 33% from three. The way Mike Conley got better in Utah for all the other conversations is he now plays all of his minutes with Rudy Gobert. This is a reoccurring theme. Boyan Bogdanovich, 
used to play all of his minutes with Rudy Gobert in his first year with the Jazz. The Jazz protected Boyan Bogdanovich defensively by making him play, having him play 31 minutes a night with Rudy and three minutes without Rudy. Now, Boyan is such a consistent player that last year, and the wrist was probably the large reason, but last year they went and changed that. And all of a sudden, Boyan went to playing 19 minutes with Rudy and 12 without. And the fact is that Boyan was able to play and be about the exact same offensive player in both circumstances. And so now Boyan's at 18 minutes a game with Rudy and 12 minutes without, and his numbers are virtually the exact same in both circumstances. For Joe Ingles, what being in the starting lineup the last two nights really meant is he played more with Rudy. That's really what it came down to. If we look at the last two games of Joe Ingles playing and why was Joe so good and he should start, is he played 27 minutes a night all with Rudy Gobert. Every minute on the floor, the last two games with Rudy Gobert. And that's where the change is. The starting lineup means he plays with Rudy. And Rudy's pick setting, rim running, rim gravity makes everyone better. For the season, when Joe Ingles is on the floor with Rudy Gobert, despite Joe's press conference mocking of Rudy Gobert and constant demonstrative frustration on the floor, is he shoots 52% from the field with Rudy on the floor and 46% from three. When Rudy's off the floor, Joe Ingles shoots 25% from the field and 22% from three. So when Quinn Snyder says the other night in the press conference, hey, I'd really like to start nine guys, what he'd really like to do is allow all nine guys to play with Rudy Gobert all the time. Because that's really what it is. Is if you play with Rudy Gobert, you're way better. Joe Ingles in Rudy Gobert minutes this year, 52% from the field, 46% from three. And Rudy Gobert's off the floor, 25% from the field, 22% from three. And what's more telling is shots. When he's on the floor with Rudy Gobert, he takes about five shots every 17 minutes. So about one every three minutes. When he's on the floor without Rudy Gobert, he takes one shot every eight minutes. The floor is not as open. This is the reality. The Donovan Mitchell over the years has been the one who is actually not as impacted by this. And so the Jazz split the two of them. And they play, still have run over 4,000 pick and rolls, and they're one of the best pick and roll combinations in the league. But they split most of them. If you go back three years ago, Donovan's numbers were 45% from the floor, 37% from three, with or without Rudy. And so as the... They built the rotations in the 2021 season. You ended up with Donovan playing 20 minutes a night with Rudy and 14 without. And his numbers last year, 44% from the floor and 38% from three. And he shot 40% for three with Rudy and 37 without him. So it was basically the same. And his overall field goal percentage was the exact same. And in the 21-22 season, so far this year, he's actually, Donovan has actually struggled on the floor with Rudy. He's playing 19 minutes with Rudy. His numbers are not as good with Rudy as they are when Rudy's off the floor. When Rudy's off the floor, Donovan's been better. He scores at a higher rate, looks better. He also is probably on the floor with less guys. Um, and so when you start to look at how does, you know, 
what we talked about yesterday on the show is, okay, well, the Jazz now know that that lineup works. I don't know how you get to it. Um, Jordan Clarkson, by the way, is about the same with Rudy on and off the floor um, over the last few years, if I remember correctly. I have not looked it up today. But my memory is last year that he actually was one of the few players who played almost the exact same amount of minutes with and without Rudy. And his offensive numbers personally were about the exact same. So, you know, all right, so what do we do? So, all right, we want Joe to play with Rudy Morse. The first substitution we make every night is Joe Ingles and uh, Joe Ingles and Hassan Whiteside come in for Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley. And then Joe's on the floor as a ball handler and he's not playing with Rudy Gobert for those opening minutes. And I think it sets the tone in his opening five minutes on the floor of what happens. And he did. And when he starts, he doesn't play those minutes. I don't know what you do about that because one of the essence of our excellence is the fact that you play Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley in those stints together. It works for everyone involved. It allows Donovan and Jordan eventually to play on the floor without other guys and without these guys. And that's who they play well with. And it, it and, and just to disrupt all of that, just so that Joe can be right, doesn't seem to, to work for me um, and doesn't seem to be a particularly good option for the Jazz in how they're going to try to figure this out. And the other problem is, well, just keep Rudy on the floor for a few more minutes. Well, now you've blown up the whole entire Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley run throughout the night. Now, fact of the matter is that Joe plays, the way Joe plays is Joe comes in at about the seven-minute mark, and he plays all the way for the next seven minutes. His 24 minutes a night are in two 12-minute stints. So in the middle of his second stint, in the middle of that or his his run, Rudy comes back and with Mike and plays the entire last three minutes of the first quarter and the entire first four minutes of the second quarter. So in the middle of Joe's 12-minute run, he gets seven minutes in the middle of it with Rudy. He gets about four minutes without, and he gets a little bit, about a minute and a half, two minutes on the backside without. And I don't know how else to do it. I, I played around with it last night and tried a bunch of different things to try to get that lineup we talked about last night on the floor. And I tried to get uh, do a bunch of things of that sort, and I, I just can't find it. I just can't find it. Um, so I think that, you know, the idea, we, we have to get careful of not sacrificing, you know, one individual's well-being over the well-being of the entire team. I do think late in the game is really what we've learned. That if in the final five minutes on the right matchup on the right night, you might decide that you're all right playing that group, you might do it and take Royce off the floor and close with that offensive group. The problem with that is just the nervousness of who somebody's guarding. Like you do that against Phoenix. I don't know who's guarding who, but maybe you have to against Phoenix because they're so quick and they're so good defensively. And then Mike Conley has to guard Chris Paul. And Donovan Mitchell has to try to guard Devin Booker. And Joe Ingles has to try to guard Mikel Bridges. That's hard. That's really hard. All right, power rankings uh, coming to you. I'm kind of long-winded today. Surprised. Uh, today's show is brought to you in part by Indeed. If you're looking to hire right now, uh, Indeed is the hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Indeed is unbelievable, powerful, powerful hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed is your go-to hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire every single person you need. And that's what makes Indeed so terrific. Don't struggle. 
to go find your own quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Go to Indeed.com and get right now and get a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through December 31st. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at betonline.ag. What is betonline.ag going to say after last night? Does Phoenix finally move up their meter? Boy, they have not been moving. They have not. Phoenix Phoenix has been the disrespected group for a group that's going to the NBA Finals. After last night, conference finals odds in the West – Golden State plus 210, Phoenix plus 400, Jazz plus 450, Lakers plus 500, and the Clippers all the way back down to 1,200. So they really see it as a four-team race. Over Brooklyn is at plus 150, Milwaukee's at plus 325, Miami's at plus 550, and Philadelphia's at plus 1,200. So they really see that as a three-team race. I might include Philadelphia with Embiid healthy enrolling um, a bit more than that. Um, Seems to me as though... Um, probably Dallas, by the way, is a four and a half point favorite against New Orleans for the Thursday night game. You can get into all the action at betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked and get a 50% (coughs) welcome bonus. That's a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. Hello to Keith from Calgary and Michael from North Carolina and Paulo from the Philippines and Emil from Tennessee and Emil used in Tennessee, used Steve Carter and says, it's been great. Um, so glad to have everybody jumping aboard. Good morning to Taylor and Ray and Garrett and Bryce and Nathan in our regular group. Uh, that's nice enough to stop by. NBA power rankings, and then we'll look at um, they do, uh, John Schumann does amazing work. We always take a look at that. Um, and then we'll. this was before last night's game. So we had the Warriors atop the Suns. Um, the uh, strength of schedule in his mind through week six, the Jazz have the easiest strength of schedule in the NBA so far, according to him. The East is beating the West, by the way, this year. The East is 55 and 49 um, against the West. They had the Warriors at one and the Suns at two. So obviously you flip that now. Brooklyn he had at three. Um, The uh, talks about the Nets. Blake Griffin, by the way, has been benched. He had an effective field goal percentage of 24%. Among 131 players with 25 attempts, it's the worst of anyone in the league. So he is out of the rotation um, they're the player with the best effective field goal percentage of at least 25 attempts in the first beginning of a game is Joe Harris. Um, <clears throat> and he's out for a little while. Miami at four, uh, since the six and one start, which they outscored opponents by 16, the heat are just seven and six playing in Minnesota on the second night, back to back Wednesday, they led by as many as 12, but scored a paltry 39 points on 52 possessions in the second half. Uh, I, if I was Miami, I'd be a little concerned about Kyle Lowry. Number five is Milwaukee. They're seven and zero since Chris Middleton returned. I'm not sure why they're not number one, frankly, they're nine and zero this season when Middleton drew holiday and Giannis have all played. So they were six and eight. We can't get over it. The fact of the matter is, now that they have everyone back, they're the best team in the league. I'm surprised. The Bulls, he has at six in front of the Jazz. The Bulls had their first tough stretch. They lost three of four, including a 32-point loss to the Pacers, John Schumann writes. Um, and over the three losses, they've been outscored by 28 points. 
Then he has the Jazz at seven. They lost two straight home games only once last season, and it was their first two home games of the season. This season, they lost two straight home games twice with four losses at Vivint being just one fewer than they had all of last year. Their point differential at home remained strong, but they lost two one-point games to not-so-good teams in Memphis and New Orleans. Donovan missed a step back three for the win. Um, his clutch usage rate is 31.5, isn't as high as last year. That's a good sign. Uh, the Jazz for the second straight season have mostly finished close games with their starters, and Joe Ingles on the bench at 34. Joe has been non, not insignificant drops in minutes per game from 28 to 25 and a usage rate from 16 to 12 and a true shooting from 67 to 62. That is true. Uh, with Royce out Saturday, he writes about Ingles getting going. Washington's at eight. Really, to me, it feels like there's a just a big drop here. Washington at eight. Dallas is at nine. Um, Dallas's original starting lineup was outscored by 16 points per 100 possessions. So they put Willie Cauley-Stein into the starting lineup over Dwight Powell. We'll see whether or not that fixes. They've also been dealing with some injuries. The Clippers are at 10. Um, the Clippers are have the biggest drop-off in offensive efficiency down 12 points per 100 possessions than they did last season. Boston, who we'll see on Friday, is at 11. All right, those are that's the personal opinion. Now let's go to the numbers. Basketball reference uh, as the playoff probabilities. The Jazz are at 100. They project the West at this point. Golden State at 62 wins. Phoenix at 57. The Jazz at 55. And then the Clippers at 43. This is my point. There's such a massive drop from one to from three to four that frankly, a lot of this, the jazz now get the, um, the luxury of being able to kind of play through and work things out. Ideally you'd like to get to the one seed, but if it doesn't, if these guys are going to be this good, you just might not have a choice. Um, Five thirty-eight as the bucks at, as the Suns at 59, the jazz at 55 and the warriors at 53. They didn't love the warriors to start the season. They still don't. They have the Bucks at 56 and the Nets at 51. Like, it's not even close. They have the Bucks so far ahead. Their, their uh, fourth team is the Nuggets at 49, which with the injuries they've been crippled with, I have a hard time believing. And then the next one after that, they actually have the Blazers ahead of, this is funky, the Blazers ahead of the Clippers at 46 and the Mavericks at 44. Again, that massive drop right there um, between those teams. All right, that is Locked on Jazz today. Thanks very much for tuning in. Appreciate you. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Locked on Bets is a great second listen. Add that to your routine. This is Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.